This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q4.7, Equipping, Matching a Team's Members to Its Mission. Many times when discussing teams, for an analogy, I will use a basketball team. In basketball, everybody dribbles. Everybody passes. Everybody shoots, rebounds, yada, yada, yada. But everybody also has their areas of strengths. Point guards do not make good centers, so the coach has to match the skill of the player to the position. In this cue point, Dredd uses a different team analogy altogether, a team of bank robbers. This analogy is probably closer to that of a football team where the skill set of a quarterback is totally different from the middle linebacker or a defensive lineman. If you'd like to see Dredd's analogy in action, I recommend the 1992 movie Sneakers, starring Robert Redford, Sidney Poitier, and Dan Aykroyd. The character known as Whistler, a blind guy, does not have the same skill set as Crease, the ex-CIA agent with anger issues. But they all bring their strengths to the team. Dredd's first main point, teamwork is a cocktail, a concerted effort. Teamwork is combined action that is efficient and potent. It requires proficient performance for each member of the tasks that are essential to the team's missions. The Q initiates teamwork by ensuring that he has the right men for the right job and reinforces teamwork by keeping it that way once he has found the right combination. The Q equips his team by matching men to mission. Equipping cuts against the grain of the culture. 
where Goon Nation would have us work to improve our weaknesses and get out of our comfort zones, equipping requires a man to side-source them and focus his energy primarily on his strengths for the betterment of the team. Doing mostly only what each man does best, the members of a team combine their actions into a potent and dynamic cocktail of concerted effort. Second, the queue makes changes in the team's members to promote teamwork. The queue's first step to equip his team is to determine all the tasks that it will need to perform in order to accomplish its mission. From there, he sorts out the mission essential tasks, the things that absolutely and positively must happen for the mission to succeed. The other tasks may be important aids to mission performance, but they should never take precedence over the METs. If, for example, the team's mission is to conduct an armed robbery of a bank in order to steal the money, the queue would likely identify at least four METs. 1. Planning, directing the robbery. 2. Subduing the bank customers and security guards. 3. Safe cracking. And 4. Driving the getaway car. Planning slash directing, subduing, safe cracking, and driving are the METs the things that absolutely must be done right for the robbery to succeed. Buying stockings to pull over their heads during the robbery would be a task, maybe an important task, particularly to the team members who don't want to go to jail, but it is not an MET because the robbery can still be successfully accomplished without masks. Once the queue has identified all of the team's tasks and sifted out the METs that must be moved to the top of the list, he is ready for the second step of equipping, which is to recruit and or train the men required to perform the mission essential tasks. Finally, a team member must know and accept his role. One of my favorite bits from The Rock's WWF days and when he would ask a guy a question only to interrupt the answer by declaring, it doesn't matter what you think, your job is to know your role and shut your damn mouth. Now, I know that was only part of the rock shtick, and I'm not proposing that any Q ever speak to a team member that way. But, as there is with so many of his little quips, there is an underlying piece of wisdom in the rock's admonishment to know your role. If a man doesn't know his role within the team's mission, how can he possibly expect to perform it? Some men are born to plant and some to water. But it's the Q's job to make sure that he knows which is which. He can only do that by truly knowing each man, maybe better than the man knows himself. That is why a team requires proximity between its members, so that the Q can build trust within the team and observe its members under hardship. Only then will he know what each member is capable of and what role he is best suited to perform for the team to prosper. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion of a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about equipping. Stop calling me Shirley. And on that note, hey. <laughs> let's roll the opening. And, and we're, we're back. back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front. But that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz. 
known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the substantive portion. That, yourself, yes, Klein. that's where we are. All right, now we are still in the fourth quadrant to leave, right? That's the construction of legacy. Now we have arrived at the Q4.7, which is equipping in our idiotic numbering system. If you happen to be following along. And we hope you are. We do. Now, the statement for equipping is matching a team's members to its mission. Matching a team's members to its mission. As always, there are three thought-provoking Socratic. Would I like stand to ready to be provoked. I'll provoke you. <laughs> Provocation number one. Is it human nature to combine together to accomplish things? Ooh. Provocation number two. How does the Q match members to mission within the team? And finally, do men know their role? You better know your role. By nature. <laughs> Thank you for your foreshadowing, Darkus. <laughs> first, so <laughs> onward to the synthesis. The first spur is teamwork is a cocktail of concerted effort. A cocktail concerted effort. Now, we define teamwork as combined action that is both efficient and potent. Uh, and it requires proficient performance by each member to make sure that happens, does it not? It does, because uh, you can't have somebody slacking it up and get everything done you need to. Now, this seems obvious to me, Dark. Yeah. You know, when we look at it like, oh, each guy's really good at what he does, right? Right. But it actually cuts against the grain of the culture, if you think about it. Tell me what you mean. Well, Goo Nation would see it otherwise, right? Goo Nation would constantly encourage everybody to be good at everything. Yeah. Right? You know, if Goo Nation was coaching uh, Crimson Tide, they'd have their, you know, left tackle playing quarterback. Everyone saw it just right. more fair. <laughs> right. To, to which Coach, <laughs> coach Nick would say, yeah, I think I'll Not happening. Yeah, they, they might let me coach uh, Georgia. I'll go yeah. <laughs> Or anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Anywhere. Nice but that's try. what Goo nice Nation safe. does. You know, it... it views it through a lens of fairness rather than potency and efficiency. Yeah. And the Q doesn't let that happen. Well, it makes people right? very uncomfortable to see someone excel right. uh, in, in Goo Nation. That's right. They don't and like that. Everybody sees themselves in the more glamorous position, and sometimes just, that's just not the case. Right. right. If you want this dynamic cocktail concerted effort, you're going to have to match the team's mission to its men, and that's a huge part of the Q's job. Yeah. But even if he wasn't doing it, you know, this is kind of a weird thing about teamwork. It's so important, right? We talk about whether or not it's human nature. It's so important that teamwork kind of springs up ad hoc. Yeah. You know, it really does. Uh, people combine together out of uh, mutual need to get things done, and they subtly, subconsciously, maybe somewhat consciously recognize uh, their skill sets are complementary. Mm -hmm. And as long as jealousy and dissatisfaction, all this human Right, frailty, yeah. gesturely things don't come in. Perhaps an ad hoc form team might continue to prosper, but probably not. Sure, probably there's going to have to be the intercession of a Q who says, "All right, yeah, somebody, we got, yeah, we got something good going." Well, to keep, here, right? yeah, it's like sure you can bump into it a little bit, but in order to keep it going, right, and to keep it efficient, you're going to need somebody to lead it. Now, as we've discussed earlier, the most uh, fundamental team is mm -hmm. actually the marriage, right? Yes. Because it's uh, missional, right? Combination of two more people, hopefully voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe out in some parts of the world, and I don't know. But yeah, hopefully, yeah. if they're hopefully that they're uh, in close proximity as One well. One would hope. Yeah, that's right. Um, and this is an ad hoc team to some degree. I mean, because men and women come together, 
recognizing that they're both biologically driven to seek out a partner. And I'm not just talking about sexual. sexual no, no, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, belongingness and love right. and all that stuff. And yeah. if that relationship works, right, that, right. you know, things happen. And yeah. One of them's maybe the breadwinner. The other one's, you know, keeping the house, vice versa. Who knows, whatever. Right. Uh, joining forces to raise the kids. Whatever that arrangement things. is for them that works. That's yeah. right. Um, and it generally will work at least until there's a season of discontent. Yeah. And that's when leadership enters. Yeah. So a marriage like the most element of all teams, and maybe that's why God puts us together to teach us how to do it, you know, you're going to have a season of discontent. And if it's not well-led, the marriage will disintegrate, decelerate, disintegrate. Yep. And both partners will come to the conclusion that they're not better off together, or they'll think that. Right. Now, they may have regrets afterwards, I would think. But in the moment of discontent, when they're facing obstacles, if not led, they might say, well, it's, let's, let's call this whole thing off, right? And we see that all the time. So whether it's a marriage or a business partnership, accidental teamwork, the ad hoc kind must be reinforced by deliberate leadership. Yes. Or my dark friend, it will die. It will. Now, the Q, and this is the second spur, makes mm -hmm. changes in the team's membership to promote teamwork to promote teamwork. Now, yes. there's this is a three-step process. First, the the Q has to determine what the mission is and then break that down to the tasks that underlie that, right? Yeah. The mission essential tasks. So, F3 it's easy cuz we stated them plant serve right. grow. Yeah, it's right? right in there. Plant yeah. serve grow, right? So, the plant is a subtask and it's a mission essential task. It right? is. The serve is a subtask, mission essential, grow, same thing. Three uh, mission essential subtasks that comprise our mission uh, as a shared leadership team because uh, we as the XG, our mission is the same as the overall organization, which is, is often the case. Uh, so we broke that down to subtasks, and we have those assigned to the guys uh, who are best equipped yeah. to do so. And we've changed some stuff around over time. We just did again. I, I know. I'm saying we're getting ready to do it all over right. again. <laughs> to, to prosper, though, yep. not... Uh, misguided to seek misguided notions of fairness or equity, but because we want to be more uh, proficient and more efficient, and we right. want our we want our organization to prosper. Right. Now, we use the analogy of a bank robbery to kind of explain this, right? To give an illustration of it. Yeah. If you were the cue of a bank robber team, <laughs> which right? we hope you're not, which we but hope you're if not, you were, right, you might come up with four <clears throat> separate subtasks. First one is planning and directing the robbery, right. right? Second one might be subduing the bank customers and security guards. Mm -hmm. These chief of subduing yes <laughs> three is the actual safe cracking right right fourth right. driving a getaway car Gotta now if you've guys. accomplished this in your real life and you're like that's a really idiotic sub okay yeah i'm, I'm not a bank robber so i don't know <laughs> i just watch a lot of movies okay right. it's an illustration <laughs> yeah. wegmans don't get you know don't get too tight around it right these are all the mission essential tasks now darkest one there'll be other tasks that in, while important aren't mission essential and the sure. example uses buying stockings to pull over your head right because you could still rob a bank with your faces shown you could not smart. not as effective right but well not as effective in the sense you probably won't get away well, with it I mean. very yeah, long yeah. right yeah. but it, but it's effective in getting it done kind of transforms it into a suicide mission <laughs> i mean it's not it's not mission essential no so if you say for instance i'm not going to uh have a getaway driver right. because instead I'm going to spend all my time picking out masks. Well, you're not even gonna get that far. Right. Yeah. So that's why yeah. this, uh, identification of the mission essential tasks is so critical. Right. And it's often overlooked. 
And, not, and or sometimes uh, completely misidentified. Misidentified, yeah. right. And you know we've been through enough grinders and planning sessions in yep. the XG to know that that's something we always start with. Yeah. You know, subtask, mission essential. Right. Is it mission essential? Is it a problem? Is it a you know condition? Right. We always yeah. you know, and uh-huh. it can get a little frustrating. But it's a uh, it's a, a first step that you have to un- you have to do if you're going to promote teamwork. Now, yeah. once you've done that, you got your mission essential tasks right. The second step is to recruit and or train men to accomplish each one of those. Yes. So you're the queue of a bank robber team, and you're like, I gonna have to have a driver. Going to be important. Go, we'll find one, right? right? Uh, and if there isn't an available uh, man with that proficiency then you're going to have to take a man who is available and willing to learn and train him. Yeah. Those are really only your two choices. Right. Choice three, ignore the mission essential task, is not really good for teamwork. Yeah, if you're going to run down the street to try and get away, less effective. Hey, boss, where's our getaway driver? You know what? There was not one available. So I skipped that part. I skipped that part. Yeah. Not good. All Everybody right. get moving. That's exactly right. Now, your third step, your third step and final step here is to make necessary changes in the measure. Uh, membership to correct misalignment. So let's say you've done your your mission essential uh, drill. You figured out the subtasks. Right. You've brought people in to do those things. But as it's turned out, uh, you didn't do a very good job. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, you thought this guy was a super good sure. driver. Everything pointed to him being able to do it. Yeah. On paper, the guy was a great driver. <clears throat> the only thing he can't do is drive. Right. As it turns out. <laughs> or he was a NASCAR driver. That's right. The guy only turns left, and right. now he can't get away. Right. <laughs> so now you're going to have to do a shuffle, right? right. You're going to have to figure right. out how to do that. Uh, you might have to black Tahoe the guy. It's very possible. You might have to move him to another job. Yeah, could be that maybe he also has some safe cracking skills. Could be. So he could be. Could be. You know, and oftentimes like you discover those kind of skills kind of sort of accidentally, right? Right. Um, right, right. But that's part of the reason why the queue is always in close proximity with the team members because yeah. he's figuring all that out. He's got to be watching. He's always assessing that. Now, the flip side of this is you don't do it just to do it. Right? Again, you don't say, gee whiz, we're doing really well. Let's just shake this thing up. You know, you don't Again, do it for that reason. That That is a goo kind of a... That is a goo yeah. kind of thing. You know, uh, the example we use here is the... Is the uh, rock and roll ensemble known as U2? Yes, you I've heard, heard of them. Fairly, <laughs> fairly successful. A little bit prolific. That's in, right. In Can it, you yeah. name the one song that Bono does not uh, sing? The one song. It's a footnote in the Q um, source. Uh, yeah, I say it's a footnote in the Q source. It's so awful, I probably could. It's off a rattle and hum. It's called Van Diemen's Land. Edge sings it. Stinks. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, no I one has ever realized that. that. Yeah, it's crappy. It. Yeah. <laughs> now, I may be wrong about that, Wegmans, but I'm probably mostly right. You <laughs> fact check me. Right, right enough. Give me, a, yeah, give me a uh, Binghamton fact check. All right, now <laughs> that takes the old BFC. Yeah, BFC. Yeah, that takes us to the third spur, and that is the team member must know and accept his role. As the yes. Rock like to say, yes, you know, and I, we picked this up from the Rock, and I um, it's a great. I'm a great re. Uh, well, I don't really watch WWF, but I did like to watch all those little rock yeah, things, the right? clips, yeah. And he would, you know, be interviewing, start talking to somebody and ask the guy's name and he would start to say something. It doesn't matter what your name is, you <laughs> need to know your role, right? <laughs> right, now, that's not very nice and I'm not saying a Q should do that, but there's there's wisdom in there, right? There is. Because if a man doesn't know his role, he can't possibly hope to perform proficiently, right? Right. Now, some men are born to plant, some men are born to water. That's kind of scriptural one-on-one, right? But it's the yeah. Q's job to make sure he knows which is which. And this is one of the toughest parts, I think, for team members uh, oftentimes right. is because e- either you don't necessarily know exactly what you're good at right. uh, or 
you kind of know what you're good at, but you really would like to be good at something else. And this is where I think the the goo shuffle kind of comes in. Sure. Sometimes it's like I might be super good at you know uh, driving the car, but I'm sick and tired of it because I don't enjoy uh, all of it. But I'm really really good at it. So I think, well, I want to learn how to safe crack. Sure. You know, and so they pull me in and learn and. It's just it a, it's a hot mess because I don't have any, you know I have more. three fingers and it's no good. And it's really the tr- the truly knowing deal here. Uh, that's the, kind of the first part of it. Um, that's really the cue's job, man. You just got to be able yeah. to do that. Yeah, you know the and, identification uh, and putting them in their proper right. place to begin with. And uh, so if you are the cue of a team at work <laughs> or something like that, and you aren't spending time with your team members just to spend time with them, and a lot of that's going to be unplanned. I'm you know. I'm all I'm a believer in having the you know the 360 whatever that thing's called uh, whatever having a planned session counseling oh, sure. session sure, yeah yeah you should not overlook the you know the opportunities that arise you know yeah yeah so you know it's like you know you find a, your guy one of your guys working late on a Sunday and you come in and he's fiddling around with something you know like that's a good time to sit down and say hey let's go get a beer talk about stuff tell me what's going on right. oh what, am I in trouble or something no no I just want to know what's going on yeah tell me what's going on you know and, and talk to him you know right. um that's pretty critical, man. If you want to know your guys, yeah. knowing them in different, you know, situations on a different uh, in different contexts that can help with this. I mean, you can spend the money and give them all Myers Briggs tests and find sure. out there, and that's not a bad thing to do. No, and that, but but even then, that's only the beginning of a conversation. That's the beginning of it, and you also don't ignore the gut. You know, so right. you you know read the results and all that. You know, be that have that be one input into figuring it out. But really knowing your guys is a matter of ask, listening, and remembering, yeah. right? And asking well, and, more and if questions. the only time that you're willing to do that is at the quarterly performance review, yeah, it's too late. you're just not going to get there. Plus, you know, uh, as we've discussed many times, there's no quicker way to get to know a man and you know yourself than put him under stress. <laughs> yeah, that which brings an interesting point, which is uh, it is often, again, gooishly so maybe, but uh, is undesirable to manufacture stress uh, in a work environment. Yeah, we don't sure. want to put people under stress. We want to relieve stress that's right. and alleviate that that's sort right. of thing. That's right. Uh, when the cha- I mean, the chances, are, and that's why I think you see a lot of people sitting around in cubicles doing nothing. All right, you know, instead of being pushed to uh, to higher standards and higher higher. I think but, I think men, and I'm going to assume women, really want to be put to the test. They do, and they, they, they do. don't they don't mind it, or they're, they're, they they want to know about themselves, right? Can I handle this? Yeah, can I handle this? And Q Q has got to do that from time to time to to know his guys. Um, but then he's got to be able to persuade them to accept that role, yeah. right? So the example I use in here for me when I was in the army is like I was, uh, I was in leadership positions like platoon leader and uh, command positions like commander of an A team. But I was in an awful lot of staff positions. Mm-hmm. I was battalion motor officer when I was in the infantry. I was a battalion supply officer, battalion operations officer in in uh, in SF special forces, and I didn't like to admit it at the time. I don't even really like to admit it now, but I'm a better staff officer than I am commander. Mm. Just, you know, have a natural gift for it. Yeah. A natural gift for figuring out processes mm-hmm. and um, encouraging other men to go about them. And, you know, I'm just not George Patton, man. That's just the way it goes. Uh, I can do okay if I'm called to do that, mm-hmm. but my highest and best use is probably in a staff uh, role. And I had more than one boss who recognized that and had me in those roles, and I'd be, like, grading against it, and he's like... You know, this is where the unit needs you, man. He says, Lieutenant Redding, what do you think your best role is? <laughs> and I would say, uh, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because uh, that's where the persuasion parts come in. The cue has got to be able to persuade his men to accept yeah. the role that 
that he feels is best for him. Yeah. Or, and this is kind of next uh, in the next um, cue point, um, he's going to have to get rid of him. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. sad. If you, if you won't ultimately accept it. Yeah, either you, you Tahoe yourself. Sure. Or you're going to get Tahoe. But. That's really the only uh, the only two choices he has. Yeah. Uh, you know, Frank, this yeah. is one of my favorite topics. Don't start me talking on it. I could talk all night. I know you could. Problem is my mind goes sleepwalking while I'm out putting the world to right. Does it? You know what you got? What's that? Face radio. <laughs> you know what you got? What? A podcast. It's not a true. <laughs> it is. It is. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Smile